Hello, humans, hello, humans, hello, humans of the world. It's me, Ellie Krug with Ellie 2.0 Radio on AM 950, speaking to you from Siberia, also known as Minneapolis, where it snowed yesterday on April 12th. Okay, remember, we taped the show. And where I woke up this morning to icicles and, you know, accumulated snow. So, and I caused all that because, you know what? I did some spring cleaning on Friday and I put away my boots. Put my boots away, cleaned them up, wiped them off. I'm like, okay, we don't need these anymore. Yep, I was the one who caused the snow, so sorry. Okay. Well, anyway, welcome to Hilly 2.0 Radio, um, where we talk about idealism and idealists, and where I am a reservoir of energy and hope and optimism and all of those things that we are so much in need of right at the moment. Okay? So, um, you know, and I'm trying to give you normalcy. I really am. And we have a really great show. I'm going to talk about um, our featured idealist who happens to be a well-known chef who's doing very idealistic work. And then the big interview is going to be an encore interview that I did la- August of 2018, I believe, with Chad Larson, the owner of the station, the manager of the station. My God, Chad is just one of these Wonderful people, and I think that you will like his interview again if you didn't catch it the first time. But if you did catch it the first time, I think you'll you'll be um, uh, it will help energize you because of the way he is so positive in the world. Okay, and um, and then uh, we have my C block. I'm going to talk a little bit about how we ripple to other humans, um, and just like you, come on, we all know that sooner or later we'll no longer be on lockdown. Sooner or later, it's going to end, and it'll be warm here in all of America at that point. Uh, We won't have snow. I'm sure of that at that point. Okay. All right. So here we go. Um, Let me get my notes here. Let's begin with our featured idealist. Uh, He is a name known to some of you, Chef Jose Andreas, the owner of 30 restaurants across the country and a famed chef who has been chronicled on 60 Minutes, Time Magazines, dozens of others, national and international media outlets. And for the record, much of what follows uh, is from a March 26, 2020 Time Magazine piece by Sean Gregory, um, which actually had uh, Jose Andreas's picture on the front cover. Um, and I'm highlighting uh, Jose Andreas not because of his restaurants, but rather because of his nonprofit, World Central Kitchen, which has turned into a private emergency food relief organization that is on the front lines of many natural disasters and emergencies, but particularly right now on the front lines because of the COVID-19 virus fight. Uh, First, some background. Um, Andreas, who is presently 50 years old, um, is an immigrant. So there's some irony here in his story, given how the current um, presidential administration is abhorrent of um, all immigrants except those that are pure white <laughs> from northern Scandinavian countries, okay? And, but Andreas is an immigrant. 
Um, he came to the United States. He, well, first of all, he was born in Spain to two parents who were nurses. So he's got that kind of background about compassion. He got his first real stint as a cook while he was in the Spanish Navy, where he was the featured cook for an admiral. In 1991, Andreas arrived in New York City with $50 in his pocket. Now, that's what the story tells. Maybe that's true. He began in the restaurant industry in New York City, and by using his imagination, and I'm sure a bunch of persistence, and he's kind of one of those people that's like, get out of my way kind of people, he began to build a restaurant empire. Do you remember the tapas movement? You know, those small plates? I remember in downtown Minneapolis, we had a couple of tapas restaurants. Well, he is the architect of the tapas movement. But despite his success, Andreas needed something else to make him feel as if he mattered. He then dreamed up the World Central Kitchen as an emergency response food slash meal provider in times of crisis. Um, We are talking about field kitchens, you know, that are set up on a moment's notice that, that, you know, where people converge on locations or countries or wherever and where people with these field kitchens are preparing meals by the thousands. Andreas's first big emergency was the earthquake in Haiti, where he saw how people suffered and died when the government failed. Since then, World World Central Kitchens has organized to provide meals on a massive scale for Hurricane Maria, which happened in September, October of 2017. World um, Central Kitchens set up shop in Puerto Rico, where it provided 4 million meals. Altogether, since its inception as a nonprofit in 2016, we are not talking a long time that World Central Kitchen has been around. Since its inception in 2016, uh, uh, World Central Kitchen has assisted in 13 countries, providing 15 million meals, utilizing 45,000 45,000 volunteers. And we're talking about disasters ranging from the California wildfires to an earthquake in Albania to a volcano in Guatemala to the Australian bushfires. And as you can imagine, Andreas has had a lot of movers and shakers behind him. Uh, the the Tony, Tony winning, Tony, you know, like Tony award winning actor and playwright, Lynn Manuel Miranda has said that Andreas quote, just hurries his butt, that's not the word that he used, but I cannot say that word on the air, just hurries his butt to wherever needed, unquote. Former President Clinton has said about Andreas this, quote, if you spend more time on your fears than your hopes, on your resentments than your compassions, and you divide people up in an interdependent world, bad things are going to happen. If that's all that you do, you're not helping the people who have been victimized or left behind or overlooked. He's referring to Andreas walking. He's Andreas, a walk. He's a walking model of what the 21st century citizen should be, unquote. Um, And Andreas himself has said, and I love this about him. I really absolutely love this. He says, quote, what we've been able to do is weaponize empathy. Without empathy, nothing works, unquote. A testament to um, uh, Andreas's work and that of his team um, is that World Central Kitchen has grown immensely. So in 2016, remember, that's the year that it was founded as a nonprofit. Donations totaled $650,000. 
Just three years later, this is 2019, donations and grants totaled $28 million, of which $19 million came from just individual donors. Um, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm formerly a nonprofit executive director. Some of you listening right now are from the nonprofit world. You know, going from $650,000 to $28 million in three years, that is unheard of. That is, as I said, astronomical. And it is proof of how valuable the idea is of a portable emergency relief kitchen just showing up. Um, Yes, it's by the private sector, wonderfully, because we're seeing right now in the midst of the pandemic in the United States that the governmental sector, not the states, the states are doing wonderful. Governor Walls, thank you. You you, you and uh, um, Lieutenant Governor Flanagan are just wonderful, okay? But we are seeing that the federal government cannot do squat. We are. And so World Central Kitchen is an example of what happens when idealists get together, when idealists decide we're going to make a difference in the world and we're going to show up. And that is the thing that people, you know, we latch on to that because it's a great idea. You know, the big takeaway path, of course, is the irony, as I said earlier. An immigrant who might not have been admitted to America in 2020, okay, Andreas, launches a nonprofit to feed people in a way that the U.S. government wouldn't be able to do today. Hmm. Think about that irony. Think about how many Andreases <laughs> that we've lost, that we've refused admission to, that we've, that we've, because of the xenophobia, racism, intolerance, of some people in leadership. Think of how many idealists we've kept out. So, and here's a final quote from Andreas. Um, This is what he said. Quote, we will be there to cover the blind spots that the system will have. You cannot expect in a crisis like this, referring to the virus, that the government will cover everything that the super big NGOs, non-governmental organizations, will cover everything. We've already been the first ones in the front lines, and I have a feeling we'll be the last ones leaving the front lines. That's always the case, period, unquote. (laughs) That's an idealist speaking. So yes, watch him on his shows. Yes, um, he's a little bit full of himself. I know, okay. But you know what? He's an idealist. Chef Jose Andreas. Know that name. Know him for something other than his delicious preparations. Know him for changing the world. Okay, there you go. You got that. Uh, Block A in. You're listening to me, Ellie Krug, on Ellie 2.0 Radio on AM 950. If you like what you hear, visit my website at elliekrug.com. Yes. EllieKrug.com, that would be my website. Follow me on Twitter, at Ellie Krug. Follow me on Instagram, at Ellie J. Krug. And I would love to hear from you. Email me at EllieJKrug at gmail.com. We'll be back in a minute for Chad, uh, Chad Larson's big interview. Thanks. Did you know there's deconstruction funding available now for homeowners and contractors in Hennepin County? If you are embarking on a remodel or teardown this year, 
consider hiring Better Futures Minnesota's deconstruction crews instead of demolition. By taking a house or building a part by hand instead of destroying it with heavy equipment, the materials can be reused or recycled instead of going into the landfill. It is much more cost-effective and is a carbon-neutral solution. Go to BetterFuturesMinnesota.com and look under Business Services to learn more. Brending Electrolysis on Grand Avenue in St. Paul has been a leader in permanent hair removal for people of all skin types and backgrounds for over 30 years, celebrating diversity and priding themselves on finding the right treatment plan for each client's individual needs, regardless of race or gender. Services include electrolysis, body waxing, facials, microneedling, and permanent makeup. Book your 60-minute complimentary consultation, including a 15-minute treatment today, for beautiful, lasting results. Visit BrendingElectrolysis.com. Back on LE 2.0 Radio. Oh my God, Rachel Maddow. I could have talked about her all day. I'm just going to tell you that. Um, I know you picked up that I am just really such a fan. But now I am thrilled because I have in the studio with me for the big interview another person I'm a huge fan of, and that would be Chad Larson, who is the owner of KTNF our lovely radio station here right now. Chad, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much for having me on. I am thrilled that you are here. I have wanted to have you on LE 2.0 Radio ever since um, you and I talked about getting this on the air because, um, you know, the show is about idealism and I call myself a practical idealist. And um, one of the things that I really love about you is that I think that you are so incredibly idealistic. <laughs> yeah, as we were talking a little bit off air, I don't know if I consider myself an idealist or um, more of an, not opportunist, but... Um, optimist. Optimist, yeah. You know, I really believe that the positive in everybody and there's, there's the more positive you are, the more that can be influenced in... So I guess that maybe correlates over, but that's really kind of I think what bases me is, is really uh, is in that, and and I think it, from that comes idealism and other things. But that's really what I always believe and and try and live by is that, you know, if you believe good things and the good in people, um, good things come from that. Well, and and I'm going to come back to that good in everyone thing in a second, but let's. Uh, you know, you don't get behind the mic very often. No, I don't. <laughs> and so I, I know that I have a relatively rare opportunity to really get you to talk. And and so, and I know, you know, this station has so many loyal listeners and they have so many people that just really believe in the mission of the, of the station. Yeah. But they probably don't know a whole lot about you. So no. maybe we can get a little bit about you. So... Um, give us a little bit of, about your background. Where did you grow up, and what kind of a family was it to get you to the point where you're such an optimist? About yeah, people? so I, I grew up in White Bear Lake, so in the Twin Cities here, um, in the East Metro, with a mom, dad, and a brother. Um, a little bit more of a conservative family than your typical, you know, maybe where I am at now in life. Um, but by no means were you know we are overly conservative or forced to to do this or that. Um, 
So that's really was my upbringing. You know, I went to, to White Bear Lake until I went to high school and I went to Hill Murray, which is a Catholic high school over there, which surprisingly for a Catholic high school was a little bit more liberal than I think you would have um, expected. Was it Jesuit run at all? No, not no? by the time I got there. It was in the past. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, no, maybe there you go. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, even down to, I can remember religion classes that were were not taught in just the Catholic realm of, of this is the way things are in the world religion and 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 that really actually opened me up a little bit more um, than you would expect from maybe your, what the perception is of a Catholic school um, and not that White Bear was not it was a very open school as well but sure. it did it was uh, surprising and then from there I went to university uh, and played football in college and that was really an eye-opening uh, experience for me because you saw people from all walks of life, you know, from my workout partner that was from the Iron Range and, you know, didn't have traditional heat in their house and heated his house with wood stoves to the, um, my friend that lived across the hall that played with us that was from the south side of, south side of Chicago. And so it really was a melting pot and, and that really opened my eyes up. Uh, to this, to the fact that you know, the more experience you have, and, and it breaks down all the stereotypes, right. and that really shaped me, I think, more to the person I am today was the experiences of having some diversity around me um, more than anything else. I mean, obviously, I had very good parents and, and grandparents and family that influenced me, and Janet and Bill, which I'd like to talk about all of them, you know, as we go on. But, um, you know, that experience and not just football, but being in diverse places has has really helped. Well, I have a, you know, I have a saying that uh, human familiarity is the pathway through all the crap. Yeah. I mean, I really believe just getting to know people, you know, we we so easily other people. But once we just, and and in your situation in football, you were forced. I mean, you had no choice. It's who your workout partner is. Larson, there you go. Yeah. You know, but, and here they are. But. Yeah, and you've even shaped me, you know, in the recent years in that, you know, there's always uniqueness within every situation and that you grow from that. And, you know, I think most of the the bad news and the bad, you know, you talk, we read about the, the person that kills this person or does this. Most of it, I think, is from lack of experiences with people and fear. Oh. And, and you've really, you know, I always had those thoughts, but as you and I have gotten to know each other, it really made me realize how big of an influence that has. And um, so, you know, that was really kind of shaped me. And then after college, I ended up coming to AM950, Janet Robert. Okay, hold on a second yep. before you get there. So in college, did you major in communications? Marketing. Marketing. Yep. Okay, so all right. I was a marketing major. So all right. kind so. of on what I do now. Okay. But, uh, and you're uh, a fairly young human, right? Yeah, I mean. yeah, 35 years old. So <laughs> relatively, uh, relatively young. Almost Don't feel half young my age, Chad. Okay, <laughs> so you so you get out of college and was KTNF your first job? My first real job out of college, yes. Yeah. So okay. Janet Robert, the previous owner, I went to high school with her son talked me into coming over and doing sales for her. Um, and then I worked my way up through the radio station until about five years ago when Janet and her partner and now husband Bill Luther wanted to step back from the day-to-day operations. So Janet Robert also was a very big influence as well as Bill, Bill Luther, not only from you know value and, and a personal standpoint, but really teaching me uh, business as well as politics. I wouldn't have said, you know, 
15 years ago, I was overly political or was very politically astute. And those two were probably my biggest influences to opening my eyes up to the political side of things. And sometimes for the good and sometimes, you know, pulling back the screen. And that sometimes is frustrating too, you know, right. to, learn, to learn what happens. But, uh, and so when I got here is really when I became more politically um, educated, influenced, and, and really started developing um, that way. Okay, and then um, and then five years ago, you get the opportunity to buy the station. Yeah, yeah. At, at what? Were you even 30 at that I point? I think I was right around 30. I can't remember the exact date, but, uh, you know, I can remember, you know, Janet and I and Bill went out to dinner, and I can remember coming back from dinner and talking to my girlfriend, now fiancé, and telling her about it, and not really knowing what, what you're getting into, not only just the day-to-day, but... The influence and, and the listenership. Um, the listeners are really what drive us here. If you oh, haven't, I'm sure you've realized sure. that pretty quick. Absolutely. And we're so fortunate to have have such great listeners. But with that, it's a responsibility to deliver to those listeners. And um, you know, I don't quite think I knew what I got into. I, I understood the business side a lot more, I think, than I did that side of things. And um, and it's been a learning experience, but uh, you know, I think a pretty positive one uh, from that. Well, and so, I, I mean, and listeners, I want you to just um, pause here for a second and, and just think about this, that, you know, a 30-year-old person, and we all know 30-year-olds know something, but they don't know a whole lot, um, gets the opportunity to own a radio station. And that's pretty unheard of, Chad. Yeah. I mean, it really is in today's world. Yeah, there was a lot of trust from Bill and Janet that uh, that I could that I could do it. I also was very fortunate with, and we still have a lot of the staff around here. That it yep. it wasn't a big jump on the staff or changing operations, and I think that made it a lot easier for me, and specifically maybe at a younger age to to be able to transition into that because it was people here and, and very much the business was set up and that's really what Janet and Bill, I think why they wanted and were willing to move on was that they had gotten it to a place where it was, it was a lot more sustainable than some of the early years where I know, you know, there, it was a struggle to start. And, um, you know, there's a lot of growing pains through those years and I was a part of some of those and, and I'm lucky that I've got to learn from them and not have to have some of their growing pains. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, they're they're probably my biggest influences, and, and I'm fortunate that they left the business and the personnel in place that made it. Although I, I think think about all I've gone or all the stuff that we've gone through, that it's always a challenge. But ultimately, I don't think it was anything that was much different than what we already did here, and just trying to evolve and improve, and. Um, you know, it it doesn't seem like all that hard when I look back on it, but there's obviously days that are better and worse, and and uh, you know we get through it. Well, you know, running a business for in any sector is not easy. Yeah. Okay, and certainly this business, as I've gotten to know it, I mean, has some really very unique challenges to it. Yeah. Um, it's hard, uh, in in part, to connect with people over the air um, when they can't see you, and we're a vi- very visual society, and. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes we have challenges where your um, your um, team members sound like a dude, but really are a chick. So we have that issue going as well. Um, but as you've heard me say from day one, I, I know that is is something that 
that you feel strongly about, but I think that's the learning experience that anybody and everybody that listens gets the opportunity to change their perspective immediately. And so, although I'm sure I I know from us talking, that's not exactly the the voice you would want over the air right now. I, I truly believe, as you've heard me say how many times to you, that's an opportunity every day to change a perspective of somebody. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that, Chad. So when we come back, um, I want to talk more about this thing about seeing the good in everyone and what you're trying to do with this station. Listeners, we've been speaking to uh, Chad Larson, the owner of KTNF. You're on LE 2.0. When we come back from our break, we'll talk more with Chad and continue on with the show. Thanks. This is Ellie Krug from Ellie 2.0 Radio on Mondays from 7 to 8 a.m. Many listeners know that I founded Human Inspiration Works, LLC, which trains on human inclusivity and on how to be welcoming, diverse humans. Today, organizations of all sizes find that they need to train team members on diversity and inclusion. I can do that. Many say that my trainings change the way they see the world. I'd love to help make your organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. Hi, Alex of Better Futures, Minnesota. Does your business or organization need janitorial services, lawn care, or snow services? Obtain a free, no-obligation estimate from Better Futures, Minnesota when you mention that you heard about us on AM 950. Our supervised, hardworking, and affordable crews will handle your interior and exterior building and property maintenance needs while you help men in your community transform their lives and walk on a positive path to success. It's a win-win. To learn more, go to BetterFuturesMinnesota.com under Business Services. And we are back on LE 2.0 Radio. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday to you. I hope it's starting to be a good week. Um, and I hope that it continues. I mean, my goodness, you're listening to me. Well, how much better can it get? Um, sure. I agree. I've been speaking to uh, Chad Larson, the uh, uh, owner of KTNF, and we've been talking uh, a little bit about his background, a little bit about how he got involved with the radio business and where the station, how it got, he got to be the owner of it at age 30, which in and of itself is an incredible feat. I hope, Chad, that you are like on some young, um, you know, business owners, entrepreneur, you know, association group. And I hope that they all are listening to you about how to do things. But Chad, I want to pick back up on a couple of things. One is um, this station and its diversity, okay? So you've got me, one of the relatively few uh, transgender radio hosts in the world. Very proud of that. Oh, well, thank you, and and I appreciate that, but it's not about me. But but you've got some other other things that make this station very unique as it relates to diversity, and that's part of why I view you as an idealist. I mean, you know... uh, you know, there's all kinds of red meat that you could be given listeners yeah. that, you know, doesn't have to be diverse. Yeah. And so talk to me about that, will you? And let the listeners know, what is it that you've done and where are you, where are you trying to go with the yeah. station? You know, we, uh, obviously we always have to, to make sure to satisfy the listening base. And, and so it's always a fine line of, of trying to grow um, listenership and how we grow that without alienating our base. And that's a, that's a, a fine line. And, and generally most, most of the time we make changes, it's very positive and, and, and comes, comes back to us. But you know, we have a show like yours that I think 
not only as a host, but a perspective can change the way people think. Um, we have a number of weekend programs that are, are really tried to focus in on a little bit more diverse communities, um, as well as diverse hosting styles, and even during the weekdays, you know, we do have some of that. Um, the goal is, is, you know, knowing that we still listen to the radio mainly in our car is to make sure it's entertaining and, and, and keeps people's attention, but still tries to grow them as a person, both politically, value-wise, and sometimes that can be challenging. And if you listen to our station, you'll hear the caller interaction, and that's, that's one of the things that really draws me to talk radio in general is you you get the feedback generally on the airwaves and that's that's the goal a lot of times when i get calls people will call me and i say well that, i'll take that and i appreciate the feedback but we want that conversation on the airwaves um but the goal is to continue to to have a, a vision like bill and janet did which is to have a progressive radio station in the twin cities that not only just focuses on politics but also branches out into lifestyle and, and values and i think we've done an, a good job of that but we're trying to continue to grow that well um, give us an example of some uh, i mean so you've got a show uh, with the native american yeah, community we, so we have and, native and roots radio yep. on on the weekends um we have you know, we have a number of female talk show hosts we have a we have a number of um diverse diverse um talk show hosts but they all come from different perspectives. And so what we're trying to do is, is identify and find more, more places that people want or will be interested in um, and then find the talent that supports that. And, and so whether it's a Native American show or it's even an atheist talk show um, on to, you know. I, I, you got to give, I love the atheist. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's. God love them. Yeah. No, it's, it is really a good show. And that's one of our longest running shows. Um, but so there's there's a lot of different content you'll hear on the weekends. And, and we try and intermix it into the weekdays when we can. Um, and, and just that, uh, that we got to look at it to the society and, and as an electorate too. And if we want to continue to to have an influence and have progressive things past and values in in politics, we have to diversify. Chad, and all it, you need to do is look at what's going on with the, the country. And, you know, really what we're talking about, Chad, is we're talking about protecting people. Yeah. I mean, that's really what we're, tr- we're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, I, I bill myself and, and our, my work here as a unifier, not a divider. I don't do a whole lot of railing against yeah. um, the administration because you've got other people to do that. Yeah. And, and just as I spoke about Rachel Maddow, she's got my back on that. But really, in the end, it's about us trying to protect humans yeah. and, and, and not only protect them, but give them the space to thrive, to give them the opportunity. And you cannot do that if you're afraid of being marginalized yeah. or if you are marginalized, mm-hmm. you just can't. No, it comes back to, we talked about it in the first segment, mm-hmm. that fear that drives people into different places. And, and we try and, and have that. And, you know, I can't control all the stuff that's set on national programs and I, I wouldn't have them on the air if I didn't think they were good programs. But I don't love when, when we name call or characterize things and generalize because I think we can make mistakes and, and um, 
goes against some of the values of the station. And so that's something I try and work with hosts on locally, and so does Brett, our, our engineer. Our oh, producer. Brett's wonderful. Uh, Actually, the whole team here is yeah, wonderful. It, I just love them all. It's, uh, it's something I consciously try and challenge our hosts to say, you know, is, is there a different way to look at that that's not just – you know, blame it on the Republicans or a negative uh, approach to it. And, and like I said, it's, it's not something that we can always control, but I think it is something to be conscious about as hosts and as a station. Well, but none of this is easy. I mean, uh-huh. you, you're, you're running a, a radio station. You, I mean, it really literally is hurting cats. There's yeah. no question about it. You've got a lot of different personalities. You've got you know, some that are kind of, you know, really more difficult to deal with than others, yeah. uh, you know, and it's all just, you know, I mean, that goes with life, with, yeah. you know, any team that you have. And, um, but you're doing such a good job of it. That's well, the you. thing I want to say. I thank mean, you. Chad, you're just so laid back in your, but you're, you're inspirational in many ways. So, you know, I will relate to the audience the first time I met you and, and when, we got together, we even had this huge miscommunication because I said, meet me at Caribou, and you met me at one, you were at one Caribou, and I was at a different Caribou. <laughs> a couple of them downtown in the Skyway. <laughs> yeah, in the Skyway, and, and on like both sides of one building, which is easy to say. Yep. Um, and, and, but what struck me about you was that you were just so earnest and, and, and genuine, and I think that that's really um, what, strikes me is is how authentic you are and and it makes me another authentic human you know want to work with you thank you because yeah. when i see that and then you have always always cultivated in me um ellie just show up just be who you are yeah. which of course is about the only way i would do it yeah and, and frankly the only way i can do it because i'm not good enough to pull off a, a persona um but this this optimism that you have about the goodness in other people. I want you to just talk about how do you sustain that in today's world? Well, you know, I think uh, for better or worse, it's, it's led me to have opportunities. And because I've always believed that, you know, if, if you're positive and you stay upbeat and you believe good things will happen, good things happen. And that generally means believing in people that the good will come out of them. Uh, you know, when you touched on, I tell you to show up because I knew your personality was there. It, it's kind of funny as, as I'm sitting behind getting interviewed by you, uh, I'm nervous to do that and, to, and to, to be that same thing I tell you to be. So it's, it's not something that comes easy on the airwaves, and I think it's something that people should appreciate what you do. But it is, it is something that's really shaped my whole life. And I think, you know, growing up, I, I had parents that were optimistic and, mm. you know, my, my mother would tell me I should, should have been married and started a family younger. And I always said, well, I'd like to be more stable. And then she goes, that's not how life happens. And she goes, you know, you, 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 you go about it and you stay positive and positive things can happen. And, and so I really started it young, but it, it, it's something that always benefits me. And it's, it's because I do believe in people being genuinely good people. And it, it actually, you know, whether I'm talking to a conservative friend that I can't see eye to eye on with just about anything or somebody from a value set that's maybe a listener and I could talk for days with or like conversations you and I can have. I believe that the positive is in everybody, and it's it's fear that we you know we've talked about. You talk about so 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 well that drives the mm-hmm. the opposite. And I, I've just been fortunate to to 
to have been around people and and have have been able to see the positive in 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 everyday people and everyday life and it helps with the listeners you know generally you get negative comments i get a lot of positive comments you know but in, in general running a radio station or if you look at a comment section on a on a news site or whatever a lot of it's negative, and, and, and our listeners are pretty positive. And if they're going to be negative about something, there's something that's generally positive. So it, it's really correlated not just in business but in the trying how to manage. And um, it doesn't mean that there's, there's times where you, you trust and believe and it doesn't go that way, but you try and stay positive and know that that's just one person or one experience. And they may or probably are a good person and something had negatively impacted them in that moment or in that time that, that didn't go our way, you know. Well, Chad, so. I think that that's a really great way to end the interview with you talking about how good people can be. Yeah, I truly believe it. Thank you for being on my show. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I was nervous, but I think uh, you make me very comfortable to do the interview. So thank you. Thank you, Chad. When we come back, listeners, um, we'll finish up with my last segment. Brending Electrolysis on Grand Avenue in St. Paul has been a leader in permanent hair removal for people of all skin types and backgrounds for over 30 years, celebrating diversity and priding themselves on finding the right treatment plan for each client's individual needs, regardless of race or gender. Services include electrolysis, body waxing, facials, microneedling, and permanent makeup. Book your 60-minute complimentary consultation, including a 15-minute treatment today, for beautiful, lasting results. Visit BrendingElectrolysis.com. If you're looking to save money on your home or building improvement project, check out Better Futures Minnesota's reuse retail warehouse in South Minneapolis. We carry salvage building materials such as cabinetry, flooring, plumbing fixtures, appliances, lighting, and more, saving you money and saving the planet by keeping these items out of the landfill, by giving them another life. Selections change daily, and we also take donations. Go to betterfuturesminnesota.com and look under Reuse Warehouse to learn more. Let us know AM950 sent you. Back on AM 950, LE 2.0 Radio. Okay, Chad Larson, I hope you enjoyed that Encore um, interview. Um, I've just got to tell you, I love that man. I do. Chad Larson is one of the kindest, you know, hearted, just most decent people you can have come across. And I am just honored um, that he leads this station. And I'm certainly honored that he allows me to show up every week um, with this show. So there you go. All right, we're in my C block right now where I talk about my work as an idealist. You know, and you know, I, you know this every time I, every week I talk about it, that my real work is, is uh, trainings or talks where I'm standing in front of audiences, where I'm trying to touch them, trying to, trying to move them the way that they think about things. Um, of course, I haven't been able to do that for a while, but I have switched to online and uh, later this week, uh, I'm going to be doing a big online training, Overcoming Othering, on Thursday the 23rd. Um, I will report after that about how that training went. Um, I have to master a little bit of Zoom technology, and I'm a little nervous about that uh, because, you know, 
I've never taken a computer course or anything like that. So, but um, yeah, I'm getting help from some people, and we'll see how it goes. But now I just want to talk about rippling to others. Okay, whether or not you're an idealist, whether or not you intend, um, humans always ripple to each other. You know what you do, what you say, how you show up. These are all things that others, other humans, see and hear. Humans that are in your life, humans maybe want to be in your life. You know, and the rippling can be good, like someone who's a helper um, to others. You know, you give your children um, a, a pathway. They see how it's possible to go and help others. How it's possible to go. And use uh, compassion. And you know from many of our idealists that I interview here, I, I, you remember I, when I have live interviews, I'm asking, what made you an idealist? And um, always, I'm always asking somebody that. And often, often, often what we're hearing is somebody saying, well, it was my parent or my grandparent. I, you know, they went and they did this or they, they would go and volunteer all the time and, you know, or they would talk to us about the need to have compassion for other people. So obviously that's rippling from one person to another. On the other hand, um, if you are mean or you treat people poorly, that also ripples to other humans as well. Um, now, let me just park the idea of rippling for a moment, okay, and shift to something about me. Um, uh, those of you who have read my book, Getting to Ellen, you know that I have two adopted daughters. Um, both were born in Korea. I love my daughters greatly, and they're, you know, one is going to turn 30 in a couple of days, and the other is 20, just turned 28. But on top of that, I'm also a mentor to a number of young women. Uh, these are young, dynamic women. Um, one is an artist and the daughter of my best friend. She's actually, I consider her my niece, okay, but um, she's very dear to me. I, uh, another is a lawyer. Um, and then the third of these dynamic women was uh, my first administrative assistant when I ran my nonprofit, Call for Justice. And uh, we're going to call her Jay. Uh, Jay is now a clinical social worker and a therapist. Um, all three of these women that I just referred to, I call my third daughters. I do. I, I, they, they know it. I've said that to them. I've said to each one of them, they are a third daughter. Um, and I have been in touch with each of them during the virus, um, during this shutdown. The one who is the social worker slash therapist, Jay, uh, sent me a text over just this past weekend. She related that she had shared with a client something that I had taught her um, when we worked together at Call for Justice. And I have to tell you, um, it so warmed my heart that Jay would send me um, a text telling me that I had rippled. So um, what had she related to someone else? She had related that somewhere during the year and a half that we worked together, um, I had talked about how everything I've done right in my life has come as a result of having done it initially wrong. <laughs> in other words... Um, you know, I, I'm a product of making a lot of mistakes, okay? And most of the time, not always, but most of the time I learned from them so that I didn't make the mistake again. And I, you know, um, I mean, I'm like one of these people. If you get to know me, you know that I give totally unsolicited advice all the time. I do. I, you know, 
I, I just, something, it's, that is the idealist in me because I'm always like trying to make sure, you know, that um, I'm doing something to make the world better, okay? And of course, I'm always offering advice about how, to, how, how you can do something better or do something in a different way. Um, you know, I remember talking to Jay about, um, you know, having made every, you know, everything I've learned is a result of having made a mistake <laughs> before it. Um, and I remember talking with Jay about that, but I had no idea that it sank in. Okay. And now I find out that Jay is, that it not only sank in for her, but now that, um, she is relating what I've said onto other people. Boy, that is rippling in its most purest, um, basic sense. Wow. <laughs> I can't tell you how much that makes me feel good. It does. And, you know, of course, um, and, and I'm sure many of you right now, you're, you're thinking now, all of you as you're listening to this story, um, you're thinking of times where people have come back to you and said, do you remember you told me this, okay? Or do you remember you showed me this? Or do you remember that you did this, and I learned from you as a result of that. Now, of course, in my world, it comes down to empathy and compassion, okay? To what extent are those two things, particularly compassion, empathy is feeling, compassion is action, to what extent is compassion rippling to other people so that they, in turn, become more compassionate themselves and act with compassion towards others. And then think about how that ripples on and on and on to other people. And of course, your compassion may be rippling because you saw somebody who was compassionate. They were in your life, as we've heard from our idealists in the past. So think about this rippling. It is a big deal. And, and if you ripple to someone else, I think it's something to be extremely proud of. Okay, well, um, that puts in our show. Let me give a big thanks to our sponsors, Brending Electrolysis. Once Bev is back up and running, um, please go see her in St. Paul. She does great work. Also, a big thanks to our sponsor, Better Futures Minnesota, which gives people a second chance. Big thanks to my producer, Brett Johnson. Brett is on the front lines here. I'm bringing you every day, AM 950. And so, Brett, you rock. And to you, my listeners, please be safe. Um, be aware of how you ripple to others. Um, be healthy, please. Please use your face mask. Please do not go out into public unless you absolutely need to. And most of all, please hang in there. If you need an ear, email me at lejkrug at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to respond. Otherwise, take care. I will be back next week. Bye.